You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Grow talk, baby. What's going on? Let's talk some grow, teach people, and uh, hang out, learn about growing some ganja up in here, right? Hell yeah, man. I'm into it. I'm into it, man. Definitely. Guys, it's going to be a good show, man. You guys have been stepping up, got getting more and more questions submitted over there on dudegrows.com. Anywhere you're on that site, I believe you can find the submit a question button, and I appreciate it. So if you guys are submitting your questions there, you're going to hear them here. So um, there's no official screener or anything like that. We just take them right off there and have at it. Yeah, man. So I'm the official although screener. I, the dude's the official screener, actually, man, of Grow Talk. Hell yeah. Although I did find, I don't know if we still have a listener out there, um, I found a meme of, uh, I won't go into details, man, but the girl with like some purple hair, you know who you are, man. Interesting meme. You know, I don't think it made it to the site for some reason, but I found it digging around today on the site and uh that's all i'm gonna say about that that's that's like a that's like an undercover undercover uh uh i don't know what i would say to that um not undercover but i don't know what do you have was, what do you have was that my, was that the ju- rambling here <laughs> was that the juicy meme you was talking about man yeah there we go yeah. i was talking about that juicy meme that's what all i'm right. talking about you can send them all day long as far as i'm concerned man you know <laughs> We got about 10, 11 questions in Grow Talk today, guys. Definitely going to hit them all up. Hope everybody had a good uh, weekend. If you're uh, ticking along with us and not doing the backlog, like plenty of listeners are, I always love to get those emails. Like, man, I'm on episode 33 and loving it. And uh, that's why, you know, those emails help reinforce why not restricting content on back episodes and looking for other ways, you know, to keep you all supporting the show. That's why you've been hearing more about the membership area lately. Things are chugging along good over there. Scotty's got the uh, Costa Mesa interview back up. Yeah, I don't man. think it's dis- disappeared randomly yet again. So, and you guys that uh, responded to the offering of Optic Fuller 3-Pack, I'm going to get you, man. They're going to go out later today or tomorrow. And if you guys become a member or a current member still, man, I got some more kicking. Send it on over, especially if you become a member. We'll definitely send you out the Optic Fuller 3-Pack, some recharge. You know, it's a little, little welcoming package to the DGC. That's at the... The nine ninety five a month level, so all right. That's all, that's all I'm gonna say about that. And you will never. I don't know if any of you guys listen to public radio out there. I definitely listen to a bit of Colorado Public Radio and NPR. Um, and I will say, you will never hear us doing the drives. <laughs> Be like, no more dude grow show until we reach four twenty ninety nine. Like, oh, what did they and, did? Did uh, they really hold it like the show for ransom on those things or what? Oh, to an extent, man. It's like I, I hate it when they do it, and I'm guilty because I, I haven't donated to NPR, and I totally need to. I have one time, actually. Um, I'd like to again, though, because it's like it's quality programming I enjoy. So, Brother, uh, that's, that's like the, to- the reason why I started the members area, man, is because it's just hu- I never try to fight human nature, man. And human nature says that you don't pay for something that you get for free, man. You know, so 
That's why you got to give them extra stuff, man. You, you want folks to fork out that uh, 10 bucks a month, man? You got to give them extra content, extra value, homie. Yes, and I will tell you a few quick announcements. Uh, you heard it last show. Maybe not. It was towards the end, I think. But we are going to be tomorrow, if you're a Colorado grower, we're going to be down in Colorado Springs at the Way to Grow. Probably get down there right around noon, you know, noonish. You know, don't hold us to an exact time. It would be, let's say, between 1130 and 1230. But uh, we're going to hang out down there, rep on some recharge, get some growers. If you guys are listeners or GGC down in Colorado Springs, come out and visit us, man. We're going to be hanging out, hanging out with another grower, actually, up visiting from Texas and just... Uh, I don't want to say having a party. I don't want to put too much weight on it, but having a good time. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm sure of that, man. Definitely, definitely. So, guys, come on down there if you're in the springs or not. And we're, we're going to keep announcing a few here. We're going to try and visit all the way to grows. It's time to do a round and hang out. And, uh, yeah, it's a good time, definitely. Uh, what do you got, man? You got any announcements, Scatty? Uh, no, nah, man. I got one more. But, uh, looking forward to hanging with you tomorrow, man. That's always fun. Hopefully we'll see uh, a couple of the folks down there. What's that? Mid-Amber Home Grow is down there. I think he's uh, he used to work at Way to Grow. I think he's still working there. So it would be great to see him. And, uh, yeah, man, just hang out with the whole crew down there. I remember that crew's uh, a pretty fun crew, man. Definitely got along with those guys. Sweet. I was gonna. I was hoping this bong is on track to be here today, and Paul chimed in. He actually just wanted to uh, give me a little bit of clarity, not in a bad way, but Paul kind of freelances for MN Legit, I found. MN Legit has a, a group of artists there, but he also has his own thing going. So if you guys are into glass like you should be, um, check out Mary Glass Works over on Instagram, man. That's where his stuff's at. And he's he's the uh, one of the I told him he's he's one of the sponsors, man. He jumped on board. Let me give you the description. And as we always say, no pun on uh, Mountainside up there in Fort Fort Class Fort Class Fort Collins. Matt from Mountainside stepped it up for the cup, Uh, but Paul is really stepping up here. This bong. I'm gonna tell you. He goes. I mentioned he sent me a little teaser pitch, and I was like, damn, look at that. That's like a glowing top and side. He says, well, those glowing areas are made out of uranium-infused glass. All right. <laughs> he goes, yes, let me, that let me kind put of that, uranium. Let me put that to my lips, man. Sounds perfect. <laughs> he goes, that's why it glows. No worries. It's safe and all that. But I wouldn't sleep with it by the family jewels. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's awesome. He says, the color... The color is called Illuminati, man. That is, sounds gangster. And he says it glows under any type of black light. So, money, I'm excited to get that. Hopefully, by next show, we'll be ripping some bongs, and it's going to be a little bit of a, a, loopy, a loopy bongish show. Yeah, you know, they used to have so this thing. stuff called Fiesta Wear back in the day. It was like this. It was like the kind of uh, coffee cups that they would drink out of on Friends. Remember? The, I don't know. Not that you would remember that, but they used to always feature it. It was like trendy in the '50s, and then it was trendy back in the '90s again. And uh, the red ones, the red cups and and saucers and plates were definitely colored with uranium back in the '50s. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, friends, man. I was always so interested in Ross and Rachel's relationship, man. Just <laughs> Look really at you, tight man. To it. I'm surprised you knew that much, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the one. I, Joey set the one liner, which is good. If you just, you know, want to roll around up to chicks and just say, "Hey, how you doing?" and that's it. <laughs> yeah. He helped out in that arena, so that know, guy, that's pretty much saying it all in three words if you say it right. You know, it was funny, man. When I lived in Florida, the guy across the street from me was an older retired guy, and he always had new cars in his parking lot. Man, nothing else extravagant about his life except for these new cars. And uh, I walked over to him and asked him if he's, you know, what the deal was one day, and he. 
he told me that his son and Joey from Friends, whatever his name is, Matt Tribbiani or whatever, were best friends. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc. That's, that's what. Man, I missed his re- mixed up mixed up his real name and his Tribbiani. <laughs> that's his. That's <laughs> Joey, man. That's his. That's his name on the show. Anyway, but um, they were best friends growing up, and when Joey made it or whatever, and Matt LeBlanc made it, he uh, always took care of this guy, man, and would send them cars like every year. A guy was in Matt LeBlanc would send him another car. You know, it was pretty damn cool, man. So that guy's all right, man. It's nice when folks don't forget where they came from, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, one other announcement I just remembered. I don't know why that didn't remind me of it, but Brendan from Spectrum King is going to be on here Wednesday. We have that interview. So, again, guys, if you have any LED lighting questions, Spectrum King questions, I'll have my uh, – man, it's still going to be a bit. I'm not going to say my final review because even after I cut down, I still got to, you know, trim, dry, and then cure. After the drying process, I'll have an idea of where we're at with weight, of course. One of the many factors, but you know, hanging in there so far, I will say I don't have at least being this, you know, six and a half, almost seven weeks into flowering now. I'm not like, oh man, this is a bust, you know, like it's so it's it's uh, and we already had Dr. J, of course, do some testing, but it's nice to have uh, different growers hooking it up. And I, I want to do which I'm trying to figure out, I wouldn't give you know, as good as it's done so far. I, w- I would like to give it another run under a different strain as well. I think if you're truly testing, especially lighting, like you got to give it a couple runs, unless it's like a complete failure the first time, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, don't forget though, man. That's not a, you were you were growing under thousands, is that right? Yeah, I mean we're comparing. I mean that's straight up. We can talk to Brendan about it a little bit. We both have had concerns with saying no way a 440 is going to do what a thousand does, and he's like. You know, Oren and Brendan over there were saying, hey, we want this light to be comped to a thousand. So we'll uh, we'll see what's up. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, even if that, that might be, you know, th- their their own issue or whatever. But for me, comparing it to, you know, 600s or something like that and getting a bet- better harvest than I would have out of a 600 with 400 or 440 watts, whatever they are, uh, that impresses me. You know, I mean, going you know, totally impresses me considering it's not air cooled. And you don't, you know, it's all in one unit. It's less watts, less heat, cleaner. You don't have to run the ducting. You don't have to run the inline fan. Your room's quiet. All kinds of advantages. You're not changing out your H your HID bulbs. So, I mean, just on those factors alone, yeah, you're right. I mean, if it was kicking a 600's butt or doing just as good, that's really good when you take all the other factors into consideration. So, yeah, that's a, that's what I mean. It's a that's a tall order to try to beat something that's two and a half times the size of you. Yes, yeah, I, mean, I agree. And I've well, seen like, you know, I'm playing with these LEDs. Somebody actually sent me some LEDs recently. I got eight diodes and two drivers in the mail. And uh, we were all messing around. I had a uh, Colorado Magic Board guys over yesterday. We we're eating some pizzas and drinking some beer. And I was like, oh, man, let me show you guys these LEDs, man. And I went and got them. And we start looking at them. And I'm pulling stuff out of the box. And, you know, I pull out this thing that looks like a sheet of paper and put it to the side. And then I uh, start you know, opening up the boxes. And I'm all excited. And I'm like, here, no, these are the diodes, man. And I'm opening it up. And there's just empty pieces of glass, like these little lens covers in each one of the boxes. And I'm like, well, where are the diodes? And the dude, this sheet of paper-looking thing—it looked like you know, like a you know, like a solid-state piece of—I don't know, man, like plastic kind of thing. Those were the diodes. I mean, you could have fit twenty-five of them on a sheet of paper, and then it was, you know, it was just maybe—I don't know—an eighth of an inch thick, maybe a sixteenth of an inch thick. And like, I didn't even touch them. I didn't even pull them out of the. Uh, 
I didn't even pull them out of the wrapper yet because it looked like like a computer. Uh, it was like a, what I was saying. It almost looked like a microprocessor or something. It just occurred to me. That's what it is. A diode is a little, it's just a little electronic thing, you know, and uh, they just found a way to print a hundred of them on a little board. And it's it's a chip on board. It was, it was really interesting, man. But I got to be honest, it was a little bit more than I anticipated as far as I thought it was going to be. You take this thing out, you snap it into here, you plug this thing in and you turn it on. Uh, there's parts that I'm not sure what they do yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, but, uh, it's really encouraging, man. I just love the fact that the technology is moving forward and don't forget, man, there's folks that, uh, are trying to light up a, an armoire or something like that. Or, you know, I think it was uh psycho ward was, was trying to do, was it him, man? Somebody was, was trying to do a, just a really small kind of closet area last week, and they were, they were asking for plans. Maybe it wasn't, but they were asking, you know, checking out plans and stuff, and, you know, it was kind of thing that they really didn't have any uh, uh, exhaust or anything like that. They really didn't have any kind of cooling system. So they were going to have to use something like, you know, uh, T5s or LEDs, and so I, I thought these little fifty watt and seventy five watt diodes would be really neat, man, to to try out. So I'm gonna play with them. Cool, get it going on. That uh, one other thing before the first two other mini things. Three anyway. Next, next Scotty, what do you think this coming Wednesday uh, for what's growing on, man? I keep we, we keep dissing on the hydro talk, man. I know we got some growers that want us to talk hydro. You want to hit it up, announce it for this Wednesday show. I'll talk I mean, some. I know it's kind of grow talk, but I mean, it just then we have to wait all the way for another week. But I'll I talk know, hydro, man. Good. All right, talk we reg- got hydro talk then. Regenerative just- blowers, man, dude. Don't don't ask me to talk hydro and not make no engine comparisons, man. You know, I uh, just put it on. I created a new dude grows show calendar in Gmail. We'll see how organized we can get up around here. Yeah, man. Uh, I actually got a new phone, and I just plugged my new phone in, and it gave me all that stuff on there. I was like, God. Damn, the dude's on his game, man. The dude and Google be all working together, man. I'm trying to. Just get worried about what happens when the internet quits. Yeah, man. Anyway. You know what happens, man? You know what happens when the internet quits? You come by the house. <laughs> Write a letter. All right. So let's get into, uh, uh, before I forget again, uh, uh, way to grow, guys, next month. I just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm pretty sure it's next month. For you Colorado growers, if you need Hortolux lighting, HID lighting, wait. I think there's some hot deals coming next month on a bunch of different bulbs. I mean, we always have the Dude Grows bulb deal, $60 for that 1,000-watt HPS, and just say you want the Dude Grows bulb deal. Um, but otherwise, they're going to have probably some deals on blues and all. Like, I'm sure all kinds of good shit. So Definitely. if you need Canna, though, still roll up in there. Canna's 25% off across the board and 30% on boost. So. All right, now I got nothing else but grow talk. You ready? All right, man. All right, what do we got? Let's talk a little grow. We got, we got. Oh man, the worst thing ever: spider mites in bloom, and foliar questions. What up, sir, dude? And your royal realness. All right, yo. Interesting. I'm an outdoor grower of 48 delicious-looking ladies. Hell yeah. Well, actually, 44. You see, I have four these four pineapple expresses in the back corner of the garden that have been fighting spider mites for the past month. For whatever reason, these plants have always had a crazy amount of leaves, and the foliage 
proportion enough to their size. Even after pruning them, I can still tell there was simply not enough airflow through the plant. The mite problem only confirms this was at least uh, was at least a contributing factor. Every other plant is super healthy and happy. I've foliar fed my plants once a week with a combination of fish and kelp, jumpstart, biocozyme, easy wet, and azimax. Damn, he's got the cocktail. Damn, that's like a man that uh, listened to the show. Sort of an IPM and nutritional kick at the same time. And yes, Scotty, recharge as well. Yeah. So my questions begin. I wasn't going to yell anyhow, man. <laughs> Am I trying to foliar too many products at one time? Uh, let's answer that question. I think for all the conversation on the show, we're going to say no. no. I've always wondered. Like, I mean, but you've mixed that same amount of products together, if not the exact same products together, no? That's badass right there. What he's got there is absolutely badass. I would not change a thing there. Just don't mix them, you know, concentrated, obviously, I will say. But, you know, mix them in solution one at a time. Get them all shooken up well and, yeah, spray away or fog away, if Scotty would like to say. So, uh, what are my options this late in flower? And, uh, man, so that's that's the that's the question, right? You're outdoors, this late in flower. Um, man, what would you, what, what would you suggest? Dude, I mean, I do think of Guardian. We got a report on Guardian. Is that where you're going to go? That's where I'm going to go, man. That's where I'm going to go. The I'm Guardian not comfortable is the, with this is the smell, shit, man. I know, but it's outdoors. You got to understand these things. Yeah, outdoors is going to be. Okay, go ahead. Oh, just things break down in sunlight very quickly. So if you've got, you know, a, a little bit of time to go, I would say give it a shot, man. I mean, first off, these plants are going to have to be, you know, made in a hash or something anyway if they're loaded with bugs. Uh, there's really no good solutions. Uh, Guardian doesn't smell like shit. You know, it doesn't smell like harsh chemicals or like, uh, you know, like the serenades. Well, no. Really yeah, bad. let me elaborate. It smells cinnamon. It smells it's cinnamon-ish oil. I'm, I'm gardening brain which is more indoor history than outdoor. I'm always taught, you know, man, I don't want any residual smell. I don't want, and that's a good point. Outdoors, you know, the sun breaks down a lot of shit, including your own skin, right? So it will uh, definitely take care of that. And we had uh, a report over from uh, Courtney up a way to grow that used some guardian on spider mites. And he was like, man, one spray. I didn't believe because it, it says, I believe, on the label, even of guardian, is one spray is all you're going to need. He said he had webbing. And he did one spray. Of course, you've got to get good coverage, guys. You've got to work around your garden, thin it out if needed. Um, and he didn't spray again for four weeks, and he hasn't seen a mite. And I was like, that's a good sign, obviously, that it's getting eggs and destroying eggs because if there's webbing and mites all over, there's eggs. Uh, and I encourage people, you know, when you're doing this, make sure you spray. The t- I, would, I would spray all my plant area, the floor. I'd lightly spray the top of my soil, just trying to think, you know, where I'm working around in there. Maybe I don't know how the eggs work. Can they fall off? You know, can they roll into the floor into a crack? But um, <laughs> that's pretty impressive to, to think of the Guardian doing it in one spray. Uh, other than that, there's some definitely some options. If you're not in a high humidity area, I had a gardener. Uh, here, this is like four years ago, is having a great harvest going, but he got lazy and he got webbing on a bit of his plants. You know, he's probably got two weeks left with beautiful flowers. Some of them had webbing. I'm like, dear God, how could you let this happen? You know, so every time before the right, it was before the lights. Are you asking come him on, or are you asking God? Both. <laughs> and uh, I had him spray. He'd go down there just with super cold water. We even put some ice in the pump sprayer and he would just go through and it was with a good with a good pressure on it, you know, not like bud damaging pressure, 
um, and just nail the shit out of everything. This gardener also used a dehumidifier, though, so we could keep humidity in check. You wouldn't want to do this move if you're in a humid area, if you're in a humid area outdoors where you could get bud rot. I mean, it's a very calculated move, but that's kind of like manually removing them, completely screwing with their environment. Um, and obviously it's just water, man. It rains on full flowering plants all the time, all over the world. Uh, and it keeps you know, shit in check. That's, that's one of the things why, you know, spider mites don't, you know, aren't such a problem outdoors. Cause there's things like wind to make them uncomfortable. So they're like, Oh man, it's too windy here or, or rain, you know, things like that really keep the, the bugs in check, man. The natural ecosystem, man. Yes, and go online. Lastly, if you got a little bit of money, and you, you sounds like if you got forty four plants outside, forty eight, I can only imagine. You know, you got a pretty good crop going on, even if they were in smaller containers. Um, dude, get a bunch of predators, man. Let them loose. You know, if you don't want to spray anything, I would first do a manual removal with water, and then go crazy with predator mites. Spider mite predators are readily available. Get them shipped overnight, so make sure when you order them, you you know you get a grip to justify the overnight shipping. I wouldn't do myself like they some places offer two day shipping, but um, yeah, just go online and Californicus is a species. There's a few different species. They even sell like. Uh, predator like trio packs like the spider mite blend of three different species that can handle three different types of environments um and go crazy with it they work yeah and they will go i you know come out on your plant like the little army and eat the shit up yeah me and two of my buddies will show up in your garden and fuck shit up man i like it i mean yeah you, you make sure you know your environment's compatible and if your infestation's like out of control predators will have a real hard time keeping up but if you beat it down and then release the predators as well i mean they just run all up around there and uh, have a good time chewing on your mites so hey man he, um, he had said that he uses easy wet as well easy wet is something yeah, that, that people definitely use in a little bit higher concentrations to kill spider mites um you know there's guys that use it i think they told me you can use it up to 40 mils per gallon but just use like i think it's 30 mils per gallon and that's a, that's a lot. That's two tablespoons. That's an ounce per gallon. But that will uh, that will kill spider mites, supposedly. Them them California yeah, it, spider mites too, man. Things are <laughs> them things are rough. If you are doing sprays, it's hard. I mean, Guardian. That's I was always taught to tell people. You know, using neem Asimax. We recommended neem SM ninety mixes on the show before. Right. That spray one. I look at it as my thorough coverage kill spray, you know, and then three days later, I'm counting on either some guys I mix or missed still partying or some eggs somewhere hatching. So I'm going to spray again. And then three days later on my third spray, I spray again just for the hell of it. So sprays, um, what I was always taught, you got to be pretty persistent, but if you're getting complete coverage, uh, give it a go or try the guardian out. I don't know if Scotty has any guardian. I do, brother. Real I growers. Yeah, man. I tell you what, just uh, hit me up an email and let me know this is your we're, that we're trying to save these uh, these four plants here, man. And I'm totally down, man. I'll send you some the four guardian. pineapple expresses. Yes, I'm down, man. All right, all right. Uh, lastly, you said I think we ha- answered maybe what precautions do I take when harvesting the infected plants? You already said. I mean, if they're infected enough. Turn it into concentrates, make some hash. I'm I I I don't have any fear myself in smoking a couple spider mites. Doesn't bother me at all. Maybe oh, some man. source of different protein. Yeah, but I've I've been like, yeah, look, we're smoking the spider mites. All right, let's get that straight. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, right. man, when I was like, dude, I, I worked three fucking months for this harvest, man. I'm smoking it, man. It was actually it was uh, yeah. 
white flies, man. I went I went snowboarding with the dude one year, man. When I came back, I had a buddy watch my garden. He was like, uh, you know, he's like, are these crystals? And I'm like, no, 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 they're not. And it was just the whole thing was covered, man. Yeah, no good. Yeah, those are gnarly. Yeah. So I did. I did the hard work for all of us guys. Smoking white flies will not kill you. They it won't make you stronger either, but it won't kill you. <laughs> On to nutrients, man. Uh, hey, Scotty and the dude, love the show. You guys are doing a great job. I'm currently using the Grand Master recipe of nutrients from Advanced Nutrients, and yes. Poor me for spending all that cash. I wanted to know uh, if you could put together a recipe according to stages of growth using Grow More Nutrients and whatever else you recommend. I would be happy to buy all my products over on Real Growers to support the show, but he says he doesn't see international shipping as he's in Canada. Maybe you could work something out. I recommend your show to anyone looking for advice. Appreciate what you guys do. I thought most of the stuff you had on there was shipped uh, you know what, through, all over. Through Amazon. Amazon fulfilled. Yeah, but if he's on Real Growers, he's not going to see international shipping. But just anything, go look on, on the Real Growers store on Amazon, and you should be able to find it. Yeah, I think it. if you just search, I guess the easiest way to guarantee it is search and recharge Real Growers on Amazon. You'll definitely find the store. Yep, Amazon um, outranks me for it, man. That's the first one that comes up. I mean, <laughs> might hey, but this any, one was if you, good. If you are if you're in Canada and you can't find any of these products, it's a huge help to me if you let me know, and that way I can get on the phone with Amazon, figure out you know it's product by product, so figure out what's going on. So yeah, definitely let me know. I'd love to. Uh, always makes me feel good. I, I get the Amazon orders and I look at every one of them, and I'm, sometimes they're going to you know crazy places. They'll go to Scandinavia. One went to uh, Saudi Arabia one time. I was like, whoa, Guam, good stuff, man. Yes, definitely. Uh, looks like um, yeah. I mean, we have. I'm trying to click on it now. Over at DudeGrows.com, we have a Grow More feed chart. Not the Costa Mesa Steve. This is one Jacob made right a little bit ago. Um, and that's a I'm good sure one, man. It, I've heard it's a good one. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm getting the image. Regardless, I'll make sure this is good. But that's that's a basic Grow More feed chart with their products. Um, you could you could search that and probably find it. it. It might be called also like the Mendocino Avalanche feed chart. Should get you some info. Scotty told you how to get the products, and if you want to hear, you know, a, the interview on it that isn't released yet, but will be. Try and become a member, man. That's over in the member section. That's an interview with Costa Mesa Steve that made his own Grow More feed chart, which is different from uh, the one that Jacob made from Grow More. So it's actually probably the polar opposite of what you're doing now, which is you're probably running one of the more expensive feed charts, and this is probably one of the least expensive feed charts that you could do. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was right, gonna say so I was gonna say, man. Uh, Jay Maestro had told me that there's a whole uh, feeding chart section over. I don't know if it's in the member section or not, but in our forums, and there's a yeah, bunch of feeding charts, and I guess they're all talking about them and modifying Here, I, yeah, them. Yeah, I found it. If you just search now, we actually do have a search bar over at Dude Grows, and just search Grow More. You'll find a whole bunch of posts. Some of them don't have the full feed chart image, but this one does. You just click on the picture, and it pulls it up and. Uh, it's money. It's good to go. Yeah, so there's definitely conversation about that going on over there. Um, and, yeah, man, I'm not going to say you said you're doing the Grand Master line from Advanced. Uh, yeah, there's, there's still plenty of reputable growers. I mean, I was just heard, hearing, uh, who was it uh, that does, I forgot the grower's name. I think he does Granddaddy Perps. Do you know is the grower, the, the man behind that? Who, Ken Estes you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Exactly. He's he's an advanced nutrients fan. He really he really likes their shit. So to each their own with nutrients. There's plenty out there, of course. Uh, but yeah, we did a, a comp on this show on buying 
uh, advanced line first buying the grow more line and just you know the cost and yeah we'll just take it at there so obviously we dig on grow more because jacob's been dropping some science for everybody and you know keeping yeah it man there, there's something for everybody definitely man i think advanced has a lot of customer service and they've got a lot of uh you know, a lot of feed charts and, you know, nice marketing and, you know, you can follow whatever plan you want. Man, I got no beef with that, man. I know people think I do, but I have no beef with that. Beef Supreme. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. We got, We got man? something going on with spring tails. Hey, guys, Good. going two golden goat cuts and a U-shaped scrog, 16-gallon res with GH three parts, hygrozyme, and my new recharge blast packs, word, the flood table is covered, and I have my plants in 9-inch square net pots with hydrogen. A few weeks back, first full week of flowering, my res pump failed. My plants didn't get fed for about 20 hours. I came in and almost shit myself as my beautiful scrog had wilted and was lying flat on the screen. A few days later, they had bounced back. However, my roots had already started to turn brown. That's when I found you guys in Recharge. After three days of top feeding and hygrozyme in my res, I can see the new growth in my root zone. However, I notice, because I'm looking every day, small bugs that under further inspection under the loop appear to be spring tails. I've heard they're good, and I've heard they're bad. What do you think, Scotty? What's up with springtails? Yeah, you know, uh, it's the best bug you can have, man. There's not, They're not bad, man. They're, I mean, it's amazing. They're shocking. I went to my, one of my rooms one time, and I was just like, oh, my God, man, dude. I'm, I'm infected with root aphids. It must be root aphids. They're everywhere. And then I was looking and uh, under investigation. Yeah, there were springtails. And what springtails are is they're just... Uh, okay, in the in the whole soil food web where, uh, you know, this, the food gets processed in, into nutrition, um, you've got little tiny things like bacteria and fungi, and then you've got bigger things like these microarthropods and uh, uh, even even the, what are they, protozoa and nematodes are a little bit bigger, and then there's, there's all these different things, and it's a whole, ch- you'd call it a chain, but it's a bunch of char- parallel chains, man, and they, they twist and turn and, you know, and intertwine, so it's called a food web, but that's how your, the nutrient gets processed, and one of the big players, you know, one of the just the big size guys in there is springtails and springtails process nutrition man so they don't eat uh they don't eat the plant roots man they're just feeding on dead organic material the same thing that that your that your enzymes and your bacteria are feeding on those springtails are feeding on and they're processing how do you how do you identify them uh, they got some. They do have a little funny thing on their tail. Take a look, even at this picture right here. I think it's dudegrows.com dash springtails. You'll take a look. They've got this big like. It's not doesn't look like a coiled spring, but for all intents and purposes, it's a spring, man. And and they jump around and they'll pop pop around on their tails. So you'll see these things popping around. They won't really be crawling. You hear them? They got like a little boing. <laughs> But um, yeah, they they you, they will come. Like for me, man, they came in in really high numbers, and I was freaked out, man. But they just came, uh, left as as quick as they went, man, or as quick as they came, they left. You know, they just outpopulated themselves and and uh, you know went away. But yeah, uh, as far as I know, it's a sign of healthy soil, man. Everyone I've ever asked, any entomologist I've ever asked, just says, "Oh, you must have good organic soil if you've got uh if you got springtails going." So it's just well, yeah, this. Help. Question reminded me of hydro talk, man. When you're talking about you don't your plants didn't get water for 20 hours and they 
wilted and fell down to the screen. That's why I don't necessarily get into the like, the NFT or you know the flood and drains that your, your plants cannot go you know that long with any amount of failure. So that's one of the uh, weaker points for me. Unless you got the modern equipment, you know it's like pings your phone pump number four failure grow room number two three hours ago. You know that kind of shit. Yeah, it actually that. talks to you, talks to you in a computer voice. I like that. <laughs> Let's change the reservoir on number three today. I don't think yes. we should do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's take a quick break, man. We haven't had any breaks up on the show today. That's the full 31 minutes of talking at you. So uh, throw something in. Let's throw, let's, you got to lighten up the jungle, man? I've been lighting up the jungle That's outside. That's what I heard, Dude, man. Put up, some, put up some lights outside. We'll talk about Wednesday maybe. But uh, So, yeah, throw some lighting up the jungle. Let's do this, man. Let's do this. seed all right I like it nice look at you one man. of my favorite groups i don't even know i think i ever saw them in concert though i did man i said i went to see soundgarden man back in the day soundgarden opened up for guns and roses and i remember soundgarden just hit really big you know maybe 1990 or 91 and uh axel was all pissed and jealous man it was really disturbing <laughs> it was funny <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was like well, one of those things question. where he wouldn't come on. I think it was New Year's Eve or something like that, and he was like, I'm not going on, man. Axel's not coming on. That's what he says. Oh, well. <laughs> what do you know about Rosin Tech, man? We've talked about it a little bit. Uh had a question here says, do you or Scotty have, have ever tried dabbing or vaping weed using the Rosin Tech method? No, and I don't believe Scotty yeah, has Yeah, I was going to say, have you? I just can't fucking do it, man. I cannot go creep into my daughter's uh, uh, bathroom and go find her hair crimper or her hair straightener and uh, plug, plug <laughs> it in and use it on my weed, man. And just imagine, you know? Seems like a TV it's sitcom, like, Why is it? my hair press yeah totally oh man why is it all sticky dude i went to go buy, buy, i bought a new phone this weekend and i bought like one that didn't have enough memory so it was my buddy actually uh yeah shout out to sky at t-mobile man out in fort collins he's my buddy takes good care of me <laughs> but he's my buddy like you know we burnt or whatever no maybe we don't man i don't know <laughs> anyway we hang out and uh i go to return the phone man and uh you know i got the charger in my hand and stuff like that i'm like Oh, here you go, man. I brought the charger and the earphones and everything. And he looks at the charger and it just has like 
this beautiful like golden honey wax on it man just on like a little portion of it there's just like yeah there's just like wax right on it and i was like i think i just like threw it in my drawer next to my pen and uh next to some wax i guess man but yeah it was pretty embarrassing and i was like oh let me let me wipe that off for you man i was wiping it off and it was just smelling like weed too you know how you start rubbing that wax it starts stinking like weed <laughs> he's just like just keep yeah. it dude just you know inside the t-mobile place man but he's like looks at it, he's like well, what what is that weed uh yeah <laughs> yeah it is you know so yeah well uh yeah i'm, I'm in the same like I, I don't i'm trying to get my own concentrates worked out here um wax and shatter uh, just because not spending money on, not trusting outside sources as far as recreationally buying it from dispensaries, and then uh, until you know they want to prove me wrong, somebody come up on the show, whatever. But I just and I'm not saying there's, there's good people good out there making it. As I always man. say, there's good, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, and there's good product, but it's hard for the end user to distinguish between all of it without lab results, and then still you don't really know. But I'm getting a new uh, pen here soon. And the same as you, though, I just can't – I mean, it's another step in – it's why I don't do, like, BHO uh, shit because I don't have – if I had time, more time, I might mess with that. But then again, I don't really like pushing butane through glass tubes. Uh, yeah, it's so much really different than growing, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's where most all of my time would be spent to try and bring the dank, right, is, is thinking about, okay, anytime I have a free moment in my brain – it goes through the quick checklist of the the plants that are inside under the T5, the plants that are in the bloom room, and the plants that are outside. Check, check, check. But usually it doesn't just go like that. It's like those two are good, but this section needs something. And, you know, on top of uh, it's like having pets, dude. You know, I won't say it's like having kids, but, man, garden will keep you busy. So get ready if you're going to be gardening, even if you just got one 600 or whatever. It can, it can keep you busy. For real. For real. But, no, man, I, I just have not done that. I, I have plenty of buds. I could take one and put it in, you know, whatever, put it in the hair dryer, you know, whatever. I'm sorry, the, the hair straightener. But it just never occurred to me, man. It just never seems like like something I want to do, man. I see other people doing it. But then again, I got his dabs as well. If I want to do a dab or load up my pen, I can just go grab from, a, you know, a few grams of wax, man. So I kind of don't need to just pour, you know, get like a little quarter gram off. I'm just trying to justify why I've never tried it, man. <laughs> I've seen other people have tried it with success, and I guess they really enjoy it. I just look at the size bud that you're using. You know, you're taking a gram bud, which could be like the most enjoyable joint that would last 15 minutes, you know, and get you high as fuck or, you know, last two or three sessions, you know, on a gram. You know, you can make a gram go really far and get really fucking high and smoke fresh bong hits of that, you know, of that gram what? five or six or seven times and you know and, and just have a great experience or you can take it and put it squeeze it in the hair crimper and get one dab out of it man i don't know it don't sound like that good yeah. of a bargain man that yeah, dabbing's not that great <laughs> no uh well I, yeah that's an opinionative yeah thing I won't say it's not that. I know. I, I just think that uh, it's one of those things if you've never done it or if you don't have access to it, I'm sure that you want to do it a whole bunch. Um, but as soon as you have unlimited access to dabs, I think you step back and say, hey, man, I really do like, uh, I don't I like flour. As soon as I had a, a bunch of dabs, access to a bunch of fl- dabs, it really made me miss flour. And just the whole, you know, the cool factor of flour, the whole, you know, you look at it and it has specific smells. I mean, it takes a lot to get the smells out of the, uh, I mean, dabs certain dabs do have smells and flavors to them 
but it's not as prevalent. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, yep. dude, I mean, Extractor Man showed up with some of that pre-98 Bubba from uh, from the clinic, who I want to give the thumbs up to, man. I bet you that those guys would be, uh, a, a, you know, are a reputable dispensary, and I'll bet you their product's clean, man, because it's just too high quality, man. It's beautiful. Cool. And it, well, I'd have to go get a, I need to visit them. I'll get a hold of them. Yeah, but damn, man. I'll be damned. I'll bet you I walk out of there, I have to spend... I don't know. We'll see before I say anything. I think uh, Extractor uh, Man was saying that he goes there because it's not, I mean, it's not dirt cheap, but it's not terrible, man. And you walk <laughs> out with some dank fucking eighth, you know? So you go in there with 35 bucks or something like that. You come out with three grams of weed. I don't know if that's the case. It might be more. It might be less. And it probably ain't less. <laughs> but, you know, if you can go in for yeah. 35 or 40 bucks, walk out with three and a half weighed grams of some chronic, you know, shit that just, they grow. You know, they, you just love the way they grow it. Fuck, man. That's not that bad of a deal. All right. Well, if, uh, if a drone we'll would just... deliver it, man, I would order it right now, man. That would make it a little bit easier. Yeah, man. Drone delivery is coming. Um, oh, they do have online ordering over here. Interesting. Huh. I like it. I like it. So, you know, yeah. that's all that's next is drone delivery, man. I like it. Uh, real quick, we'll say on the recreational menu, I see indica, sativas, hybrids, edibles, Mm, and oh here we go so let, here's your pre-98 what do you want pre-98 uh live resin batter <laughs> jesus <laughs> yes please yeah man that is uh 57 dollars a gram jesus so man. yikers if you just want some regular whatever we'll say how about some bubba kush shatter okay Forty nine, forty nine dollars a gram. Okay, that's on the recreational prices, man. Like, too. how about just flour, how long does man? that? So, somebody, give me some flour, man. I'll buy an eighth, man. I'll smoke some joints with my friends, man. All right, I get you. Uh, let's see here. Come on, man. Hook a brother up. If you're man. just buying, hey, man, wait, I'm in the industry, man. I'm in the industry, you, man. If you just want an eighth of strawberry cough, <laughs> yeah, forty two dollars, please. So that's what I'm saying. Okay, is is that out the door or is that before tax? Uh. I don't know. Good question. Because if it's but, forty-two uh, bucks out the door, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that. I'm gonna round down, man. You know, around forty dollars out the door for a dank eighth of strawberry cough, man. You know, you're really going to enjoy if that is the case. Um, yeah, man. Then I think that's okay. If you go in there, and I've been to places where it's forty dollars or or fifty dollars for an eighth by the time you're done, and uh, you go out and you're like, hmm, this weed. Tastes like the other weed we got, you know, like all the, you know, it just isn't that great, you know. So really does depend yeah. on what you get, man. Top shelf is uh is worth it sometimes. All right, well, moving on with the grow talk. Come on, we man. have uh, update over on Dude TV. Go to dudegrows dot com. Just click on Dude TV. It's where I'm putting up my videos here. Uh, I did a video real quick. I was just mixing some stuff up from transplant. I bought a bag of can of cocoa because I think what they're sixteen sixteen dollars this month at Way to Grow. And I've never really ran the straight cocoa. And these are just a transplant to one gal for vegetative plants. And then I was like, man, you got to have some fun. What else do I have around here? So I found a bag of uh, insect frass that had about a quarter of the bag left. And then I found a bag of this stuff, uh, Roots Uprising Foundation, um, which I realize I misspelled here on the title. I put Uprising, but that's all right. Uh, and that's like a bat guano mix, real light, I think, 311. And uh, basically mixed it all in there, explained why I mixed them all in there. You know, what we're seeing with the frass is, uh, I'm not going to say that it's, I mean, it's beaten out. You know, Gary was saying you, you it'll beat them out. You won't get the, uh, 
the uh, more ugh. root ape. What am I saying? I mean, fungus gnats. Fungus gnats. Definitely deterrent. I like the two 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 NPK on it, and I also like the fact that you're getting some microbes out of there. So it's like one of those products that it's like, yeah, not this. I put it in the category of worm casting. It's like, why not? Shit, man, you throw that shit in anything, it works good. And then they're both they're both shit. So one's like beetles shit, and then obviously worm castings are from worms. Hey, real so quick, I just man. did a video. I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm going to interrupt, but I just wanted to talk about something I thought might be interesting. That is, you said two 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 NPK on the frass, right? And how much frass? Correct. How much frass did you put in? Yeah, I put in probably about a cup and a half or so. Right. So just my point is, it's such a a little bit of of nutritive value, you know that that's in there. I mean, that really has to do with when you're putting, you know, it's like pounds per hundred pounds of you know their percentage, I guess, you know. So you got two percentage yeah. across the board, man. That is it when it really matters if you're using like a lot of times when I'm pouring you know, A and B in, I'm pouring, you know, basically like two cups in, you know, or a liter in at a time. You know, that's where I think you get your, your nutrition from. When you're just pouring something in where you're just using a tablespoon or, you know, a half a cup or something like that, man, you don't really have to worry a ton, unless it's like those 30, 50 powders or something. That's why you have to use so little of them. But, um, yeah, man, when if you're just doing that, man, I don't think you really even got to consider that nutrition. Do you? I mean, the, yeah, the two, I, two, 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 there's hardly barely, any nutritive value I, in there. I consider that there's something there, and I'm probably going to do, like I said in the video, this mix will last me with putting that other um, guano powder in, which was mixed with all kinds of other, you know, green sand and lime and et cetera. Um, and I don't know if Canna has any pre-charge at all. Do you? Like a minimal? Or is it just it's totally inert? It's just straight cocoa? Uh, it does have some trichoderma in there. It does have some... Yeah, I think it. I think it does have. I don't know if cocoa just in general has trichoderma in it, but uh, yeah, I, I do believe it does. I don't know that they promote anything like that though. Yeah, and I just wanted to make a mix that was ready to. Uh, you know, I'm going to get a couple weeks out of it, maybe with what I put in there, which would be probably about f- four waterings at least, and then I'm gonna start feeding them. And I needed to just looked around. I was like, God, I, I got to use this stuff. It's laying around here, so check it out over on Dude TV, DudeGrows.com. I'm gonna start accumulating more and more videos for y'all love it love it hey i'm just thinking i don't know i don't think i've ever officially heard canna has any trichoderma in their cocoa so i don't want to get in trouble or say anything that might be false so i take that back man hey it's if you can say like this is just something i might have heard through the grapevine i, think I don't it, know i think it, pretty, it i think works. it is man and i don't really want to go representing that as fact you know what i mean well you didn't you just said it it could be right maybe right. not maybe Man, we got to get right, Mr. We got Mr. Canaman back on here, man. I've been talking to him a little bit. I know you're listening, homeboy. He's coming. I just sent him an email. He's, he chatted up. He wanted. He said he wants some recharge. Yeah. I said, right on. What What do you want, buddy? He'll be here, uh, I think, next month sometime soon. We're going to hang out for sure. Uh, we also got, uh, you know, Mr. Hordelux coming out as well. So we're going to try and get him up on here and keep having fun with everybody and i'm getting one of my, uh, my micro buddies to come geek out on micros for a little bit the, the mammoth guy mike from mammoth i want him to come and talk because cool. they've been doing uh uh there's a whole fort collins uh, little, little growing scene here man and uh they've been going and uh, using mammoth with recharge and uh they've been digging the results man so i'm all for more microbes man if you're, if you're gonna get me believing in something we'll stop talking man this is like the fourth show i've heard about it where's he at yeah Bring it. he did call me already man it's i'm the slacker man not him people are gonna start calling you out be like come on man we already heard this 
It's like, guys, tomorrow is going to be a live show with video. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go record some video down yeah. in the Springs, though, man. I'll bring some camera. Some camera there stuff, we go. man. Let's do it. We've got a, a question on frequency of flushing outdoor cannabis. Uh, I have a question for all you outdoor growers. When flushing my crop, do I flush it out every day? Hell no. Or just when it needs a drink. I have 12 days left. They're coming down the 1st of October. Man, that sounds kind of early, but maybe, I don't know if you're in Colorado or not. Uh, so, should I flush every day or just when it needs a drink? Thanks in advance. So, no, definitely. Outdoor plants can just eat like hell. I mean, I barely give them like, you know, if we're de- defining a flush as I'm running just plain, good old plain water through there. Wait. Until I get a decent amount of runoff. What's up? It depends on the situation, though, man. Every now and again, I'll, I'll give a courtesy flush. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. yeah, I have done it. Don't get me wrong. And typically, it finds its way into my life when I'm in a, when I'm in a rush. It's time to flush. I'm like... Going out, the, getting ready to go out the door. I'm already late for something. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't water my outdoor plants. And then I think in my head, what did I give them last? When's the last time? Oh, you know what's really easy? Right. Just to dump a whole bunch of water on them today. But I, I'm in containers, which is a factor as well. I'm not in ground outdoors. So I don't flush all that often, but you're right. If you think you're taking them down in 12 days, just run plain water from here on out. I mean, I wouldn't keep feeding by any means. Um, yeah, especially if they're still pretty green and all that jazz. Just plain water from here on out. If you want to give them a real heavy water, heavier than you ever have, do that. I think plants definitely benefit. It simulates to me like those fall rainy days when plant it just rains all day long. Like that plant cannot get any more water. But then the next day, it's you know kind of sunny, and then it just like I swear I see those buds swell a little. You know, as long as it's so, well drained, man. I mean, I've had it. Like I'm just playing with that. Uh that that uh hempy bucket system i've been playing around down uh, downstairs a little bit you know i don't i just put plants in there a couple days ago and the the because i didn't put enough perlite in i just had to redo it yesterday and actually add perlite and, and raise it up a little higher because the soil wasn't draining and even just within like maybe 24 36 hours man of them sitting in that drenched soil dude the plants look like shit man they take a turn for the worst boom quick so you don't you know, do any, I mean, after 15 minutes, shit starts drowning in the root zone, man. So, you know, don't go too nuts with the water. Good consideration. Yeah. All man. right. Otherwise, flush away. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know where you're growing at. You might have had light depth uh, here in Colorado, typically. It depends on the strain, of course. But uh, you got to, uh, yeah, I, I, in Colorado, and I'm not taking down here for a bit. I mean, if it could stay nice till mid-October, I'd be throwing a little party for myself because I might not have to erect my my all my poly so yeah man you gotta uh, wait till your trichomes turn purple man so <laughs> did this you is see from, the purple uh, trichome pick man and on google where was it on dude grows yeah uh, on google plus man dude grows crew on google plus ib high has got legitimate purple trichomes growing man he's like oh, nice. so we'll what the fuck's up with this man and i'm like i don't know but i'm glad i live close man it's for sure See, I'm, I was going to say I'm checking it out right now. That's where we need the soundboard to play the sound of a keyboard typing. There you, you go, know? man. Get that... real, real, real detailed with it. I'll get right on it, man. All right, we got ballast fires, dude. Fucking Somebody's a, talking man. about ballast fires. Hey, man, that's this serious, from, man, all right? Benny Hare's is getting serious, real... man. I was going to ask, is this a real name? Should I say it? It's Benny Hare. It's Benny Hare, man. 
All right, all right, Mr. Hare. Uh, what's up, DGC? What do you guys know about ballast fires? My buddy's caught on fire this morning. I don't have all the details, but I have the same brand. I have mine on its own timer and plug, but I'm sure it's just one switch in the breaker box for my room. The little numbers on the switches on the box for the outlets is 20. So I think that's 20 amps. Right now, I've just been running the ballast at the lowest setting for the past few weeks because the plants in the tent aren't doing the hottest. I have many people around me to be a fire. Yeah, I have too many people around me to be a fire risk. All right. He says, anyways, cheers. Uh, man, just right. throw it out right now. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've never heard of a, like a ballast. You know, I've plugged a ballast when I was working on them. When I used to work on ballast and exchange out capacitors and igniters and all that. Uh, it was a 120 ballast. And I plugged it into 240 or 220. Oh yeah, and that was that was like disc. That was like it literally just the ballast like shook around the bench for a second, and, like, and then that nice smell came out. Yeah, little poof of smoke, and then that was the end of it. Uh, I can beat you. Unfortunately, I've done that two times in a row. I did that, and then <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Huh, that ballast is fucked." Here, let me try this one. Nah, that one's <laughs> fucked too. And then I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> yep, happens to the best of us and the worst of us. That's, God damn it! I've had people return fans that they plugged into just wall fans <laughs> that they plugged into two twenty, and there's like black marks coming out of it. And shit. And like, I don't know, man. I just plugged it in; it doesn't work. Can I get another one? Or, right. Hmm. And I explain but, this all the time, man. It's it's just the the concept is fairly simple, but I'll repeat it. And uh, man, two twenty is is two hots it's two 110 volt hot lines 110 plus 110 makes 220 so when you do that normally 110 is what a hot and a neutral you know 110 is it's one hot line and one neutral and uh man uh yeah if you plug that into two hots you're, you know you're doubling the basically the voltage going into into the plug i mean yeah you will melt shit man you probably blow a breaker too pretty pretty quick i would imagine yeah, it, but I've never really heard of just a ballast just straight well, yeah, hang catching on. fire. I gotta, I gotta stop you here, man. Because come on, back in the day when you were in in growing and everything like that, even digital ballast, there was a few manufacturers out there. But I mean, anymore, man, anybody who can you know get on Alibaba can get digital ballast delivered to their house and. I don't know what digital ballast is he's talking about. It could be, you know, the cheapest, you know, Chinese hundred, you know, hundred dollar digital ballast or something like that. And the way that they cut corners on this stuff is by saying, "Hey, look, this connector that we should use for a thousand watt light is, you know, eight cents, and the connector we use for a six hundred watt light is six cents." And they go, "All right, well, you know, use this one then, man. It'll work for a while, right? Yeah, it'll for the most part, it'll work. Okay, you know what I mean? So you don't really don't know and." So there's a lot of variation when it comes to these uh, digital ballasts, man. So that's the first thing I would say. Uh, and when you buy things from China or when things are manufactured in China, one of the hidden costs of doing business is defective product. There is plenty of defective product. You know, out of 100, you might have 20 defectives with some things, man. It's crazy. Um, so they could, could be where they just had a bad batch of ballasts too. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, depending on where – where you're getting them, I've seen some pretty pretty low end shit for sure. Well, let's just go uh, into the fundamental of it, man. With you, we, one one thousand watt ballast is nine point seven amps or nine point four amps. I can't remember, but nine point five, nine point five okay, on one twenty, sure. nine point. So it's nine and a half amps coming out of your, uh, uh, you know, coming out of your wall outlet. That thing is probably recommended for fifteen amps, like maximum. 
you know, like, you know, if you plug a hairdryer in or you go rent a carpet cleaner or something like that, you know, but not for it to, to run nine and a half amps all the time is a lot of juice coming through that wire. So yes. you got, you know, I mean, this wire is made out of copper after a while. It's going to, you know, the, the, it, it will corrode, I guess, if there's too much juice going through it. So be really careful with that, man. If you can run it at 220, you take that, that, uh, nine and a half amps and you cut it in half you run it on two sides you know you got two sides of the plug uh on 110 you're just using one side of the plug with 220 you're using both sides of the plug so you're able to uh you're able to use half as much power on both on double the side you know on two sides so that's running four and a half you know four and a quarter amps something like that that's a lot less man think about if you got something with a 15 amp max capacity you run four and a quarter on through it, man. You're all right, man. You know you're not going to burn out no wires that way. You run a nine and a half through it, man. You know you're going to burn some wires out, man. And I use the car analogy, man. If a car redlines at eight and you're running it at six all the time, that bitch is going to blow up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to be running it at three, and it, you know three thousand RPMs and going to be all right. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But you do, I mean. Yeah, and just make sure stuff's wired, wired right. There's usually always enough fail-safes that, you know, I think most fires that have been started probably are, of course, electrical and based, but on where, like, a hood falls somewhere wrong and just sits on something and starts it on fire. I've seen almost all the time the ballast and or timers and or your breaker panel. Um, you know, that's that's where you have your fail-safes. So, hey, that's another yet- thing is some timers, man. Somebody else was talking about timers. It might have been in the, I think it might have been in the same conversation actually. But man, you like when I first started growing, I went and got 3000 watt lights and got one of those little they were like, "You want the light controller for 300 or $500?" I was like, "No, no, I'll just take the $10 timer, please." And I went and just plugged three, you know, three lights, you know, whatever, a power strip into the timer and then all three lights into the timer. And sure enough man or maybe it was two lights whatever but uh it's the timer would just lock up you know like the more juice you're pushing through those timers man the more potential you have to uh have them fail man for sure yeah so all right let's move on to shortening stretch with metal halides huh from sparky one up sparky one up official name sparky one up over there yeah man uh, it lives over on 420 Oak Street. All right. <laughs> hey, guys, I know the dude likes to play with light spectrum. Do you think using a metal halide for the first two or three weeks of flower would shorten the stretch and keep the nodes closer together? I know the plant naturally stretches at the beginning, but could you reduce it with the proper light spectrum? The things I think about when I'm stoned. Nice. <laughs> right on. Um, I know that I like to use my metal halide. At first, I used to have a transitional period where I'd run a metal halide the first couple of weeks of flowering and then definitely talked with, uh, you know, growers that had the, not, not the problem with it. I don't think that really would shorten the stretch for any reason. I'm not positive, but running the HPS light right when you switch to flowering too, is going to bring on flowering quicker from what I've seen. Right. Then, so I took that step out. I mean, I'm, if flower is coming on quicker, I'm thinking you're going to have less stretch. You know, the more flowering, hopefully the less stretching, um, and, and for you guys that don't know, you know, we're talking about stretching the first couple of weeks, but really you should count on like the first almost a month of some sort of stretch, but the first two weeks, mad stretch, third week starts to slow down fourth week, hard to notice when your flowers are really setting, but you got a plan for all that stretch. It could be anywhere from like 12 to what? Two feet, 
two, yeah. know, 12 inches to yeah. two feet of stretch. And what he's talking about is after flowering, after you click the lights back, you've grown your plants vegetatively to the size that you think you want them. And, you know, that's actually a mistake that you have to correct. You have to grow your plants vegetatively to the size that uh, probably about 12, I'd say 12 inches smaller than the size you really want them to finish, maybe 18 inches shorter. Uh, When you put them into flowering, you think maybe they're just going to start developing flowers, but they develop flowers while growing. So they keep on growing tall. And man, a lot, most, it's, it's, it's a most common mistake I see is people that misjudge the stretch and misjudge the size of their plants and have their plants by the end of flowering or even by week four or five of flowering growing into the lights. And that's a huge problem. Yeah, definitely hard hard to deal with. Uh, but uh, man, try try the reason I've used it at the end with the metal halide is I think it, you know last week ten days. I think it brings on a stronger uh, resin content. Obviously, running the Spectrum King here, I'm not going to be changing out to metal halide. The light already looks you know almost like a metal halide white light. Right. So, but uh, I like it, Sparky One Up. Um, and strains, man. Strains is a big part of that too. Different type of strains you can get if you're getting too much stretch. You know, think about changing it up. And I know people hear me say that a bit. You know, some strains I say just I'll never grow again. I haven't really ever put one out to die yet, as I say. I haven't been like, man, this just isn't worth it at all. Right. But you know, you're in prohibition states. It can be hard to switch genetics. You got sometimes you got to work with what you got. So you know, heat is okay. also a big factor when it comes to stretch, man. If you can keep your heat down, you'll keep your stretch down, man. Yeah, true. I've seen that as well. I mean, and that means going just below 80 and flowering. And, you know, I've definitely have flowered fully all the way through mid 80s to upper 80s. But yeah, gardening's way easier just right in the, you know, mid. I don't even go mid. I'm like 77 to 78, typically 79. So, all right, let's see here. Let's take a quick break, man. Throw something else out there real quick. You you guys, it, we'll be right back. Got a couple more. Uh, Grow Talk questions before we put it in the bag and talk to you in a second. All right. Smoke down all the pot till it's gone. Vanilla Kush, I miss you. All right, man. Next question. Did you submit this one? I don't know. What's talking it about hempy buckets? Hempy and I did buckets. not, man. But I love talking about it, man, because I'm just building them, man. I know, I know. All right, hempy bucket talk it says, "Hey, Scotty, real." Uh, I just heard episode 144 about you wondering if New Zealand fellow was the one who asked about watering plants inside without water getting anywhere. So I have to move my plants to the garage to water them each time. That was me, and I just. I just got a nickname. Hopefully, it's showing. Kind of a play on uh, a play on Kyle Cushman's. Did you get his name? <laughs> yeah, it's really I like a... I swear to God, it's Kyle OG Cushman. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes as long obviously as, as, as long as Kyle don't see you, man. I'm good, brother. 
he goes, since my name is Kyle too, and Kyle Cushman is the man. So he goes, anyway, yeah, I'm thinking more about options for myself. Somehow, maybe pumping all the water straight out of the wind, out of the window outside, that could be an option. I also heard you talk about the hemp beat buckets. Not too sure what that is. Do you have a video showing that setup? Thanks, man. So don't don't go too crazy with it. We did just talk about it. You should be able to reference, but we I don't know. Do you have a video though? I don't honestly. I've been in my There's room. There's tons out there. Yeah, I'm waiting. Right? I'm waiting for you to ask me what's going on in my grow on Wednesday because I've been in my. You know, I'm normally like I don't know. I haven't been there, man. I've been in my grow for like five, six, seven hours every. I'd say every day, but every night, man, just hanging out till three, four in the morning, man. And uh, just getting it all together, man. And I just made a bunch of hempy buckets. I just converted my veg to hempy buckets. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to play with them. I have a little self, self-watering hempy bucket thing. But hempy bucket is a very simple thing. You take uh, I'm making mine out of these big, like, 16-gallon, like, something you would put a keg in, like these, uh, like, tubs you can find over at Walmart. But, um I, you, the classic Hemby bucket is made out of a five-gallon bucket. It can be made out of anything any size, though. You go up a couple inches. I've always heard, I think Hempy himself used to say two inches up, um, but I've heard of people going up to four inches up, and you drill a little hole, maybe a hole, I don't know, three-quarters of, or three-eighths of an inch or something like that. The idea is you're going to put perlite in there up to the hole. And then that perlite is going to hold a bit of water. Now, there's no drain holes. There's no other drain holes aside from this one hole. So the perlite holds a bunch of water, like a little supplemental reservoir. And then you put, I was always told to put pure cocoa core on top. So this cocoa core acts as a wick. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the same concept, like the, the, the octopod and the cracky system. They all use that, you know, the roots sucking up moisture from the bottom, uh, you know, from the bottom. You know, the bottom feeding or whatever you want to call uh-huh. it. Uh, it's that same concept, man. But And you are allowed to, you can totally just water these, you know, hempy buckets like normal. You just water it till some water comes out that hole. And, uh, you know, and, and it just keeps it really simple. So what I was thinking that you could do and what I've done is I just put a little grommet in there. Um, if you're, you know, someplace where you can find even a, like they call them through hull fittings for boats. Um, but it's just something that's meant to go through a boat, you know, through the hull of a boat. And uh, you can just attach one of those. They're three, four, five bucks, and uh, get one with a little half-inch, you know, outlet on there or something. And you can just attach a hose to the end of it, put a little on-off valve there, and or you wouldn't even need it. When you're ready to water, you just attach the hose to your hempy bucket. You go take that out the window, or you know, put that somewhere in in the bathtub or in the toilet, whatever. And then you just feed, man. And I think that'd be pretty easy. You feed till the water comes out the, you know, out the hose. And then you're done. Yeah, and you've used it. I mean, definitely there's a ton of info out there on Hempy Buckets. Hempy Buckets I've never work, used it. man. They work. So, uh, yeah, might be a good option for you out there. I thought that was Kiwi Boy before something. Maybe there's so two New Zealanders? Know. Yeah, I'm getting confused, man. I really am. Guys, straighten it out for us, man. So <laughs> is, is this, are you Kiwi Boy as well? Or if you are, make sure, you know, I don't think that Kiwi Boy is Kyle, OG, whatever. And let us know what your – we just got our system fixed. We'll be able to see names coming through here on the questions. Right. Unless you put them in the text. So let us know, man. And thanks for uh, chiming in from way over in New Zealand. Yeah, man. Uh, sweet ass, as they say over there. Grow room cleanup question. Hey, guys, love the show. Keep up the good work. Any tips on cleaning up my room out there out before I bring in the new ladies? I was gifted mites and a slight case of PM on my last run and want it gone. 
Thanks in advance. So, yeah, definitely want to clean all surfaces. I mean, if you had a PM, depending on how long your room is down, I mean, mites can only live so long without a food source. I don't know how long their eggs are viable. I'm assuming they just hatch and die if they don't have anything to go after. But uh, you should clean all your surfaces with whatever. I mean, I clean my walls because they're that shiny uh, foam board stuff with just Windex. But you can make even just the slightest uh, bleach concentrate. There's, I think, Green Clean or Green Cleaner. Um, not Green Cleaner. I think it's called Green Clean or Simple Green. That's another one. Right, right. You don't need to use anything too harsh. It's another good time to use that product, Bonite 8, I've talked about before in the show. Synthetic permethrin in there. Since you have no plants, if there's anything creeping around, and it has like a two-week residual barrier effect, like spray it on the floor. Or you could spray it um, on some equipment, wipe it down. Um, but keep, you know, you want to clean your hoods, your fans, your ducting, all the surfaces you can, especially if you had PM, maybe sulfur burn. If you can get your hands on a sulfur burner, great time to burn sulfur when the room's empty. You could just burn the hell out of it and, uh, yeah, have fun that way. What do you think, Scott? You Are you never bomb? cleaned your room, though? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm cleaning my room right now. I'm actually going to get in the kills paint and I'm painting it. All that stuff. Nothing goes like a fresh coat yeah, of but- paint, man. That's nice. Bug bomb's not a bad idea if if uh if you I mean if you had a really bad infestation, yeah. If you just had some slight shit going on, man, I just wipe everything down, be real sterile with it, and then bring in the new plants and make sure they're treated and usually uh usually you're all good. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. I used to use a stuff called Fizan. Be thorough. That you can that you can oh, get. Yeah, no. they, that's, they use that to clean up hospitals, man. Yeah, it's like some antibacterial stuff. I thought that was for fountains or something. What do I know, man? Clean fountains, what hospitals, man. It's for cleaning up the fountains at hospitals, dude. If, you do, if you're lazy enough, you could always call a cleaning company. There's the next business here in Colorado, Grow Room Cleaning Company. Wow, man. <laughs> Didn't they used to have, they have like companies that will come clean up a dead body. You ever seen those? That's like a real job. It's pretty gross, actually. But um, yes, yes. If, if they've got those, then, you know, it's like a step up. Like I used to do that, but now I just clean grow rooms, man. Big step up. Much, much better clientele, <laughs> man. You know, happy people, man. Uh, not always. Well, all right. Last, uh, <laughs> yeah, last grow true. talk question. Dude, One even, of my weak points. Even, wait, even the guy that's got spider mites or root aphids that's having that just cleared his room out is happier than the guy that's. You know that that's having the body, the blood stains cleaned out of his car, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> the blood stains out of his. That's car. That's a real right. job, man. I swear to God, that's a real job. Yeah, it's the dude on uh, Pulp Fiction, man. He comes into, like the the helper. He shows up, takes care of the body, tells them how they're going to get out of the situation within X amount of hours or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, so. the, I'm saying there's real businesses that do that stuff. You know what I mean? Like. Not the wolf, not some guy in a black suit called the wolf, man, you know? It's crazy, man. Yes. It's amazing what's, what people do every day for a living, man, you know? God love them, man. Quarantining uh, males, man. One of my weak points, I've never really done any breeding projects. Any DGC, any listeners out there that want to chime in on breeding or ha- give us a go-to for uh, breeding and male stuff, great. Otherwise, I'm always trying to learn, and this qu- uh, listener wants to know, can I keep more than one? variety of male plants in a tent together or they like betta fish and need to be kept alone i don't think there's any issue with that man keep them away from your ladies but i think you could have you know different strains of male plants in a tent why not you would think so would pollen fall on each other man would maybe the pollen cross contaminate and you'd end up getting some some contaminated pollen i don't know that would be the only thing i could think of that could happen but I, i don't know sounds like a bisexual strain whoa man 
just like to hang out with my dude uh, friends. All right, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I would. You know, I'm saying not an issue. I mean, you just got to make sure that there's no pollen anywhere, and males don't produce any pollen. So I personally wouldn't say it would be an issue. Wait, males don't um, produce any pollen. Is that what you just said? Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, that's what I said. Thank you for the show correction there. Uh, now, now you know it's not an edited show. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, you got it. And I don't know if you chime in with Breeder Hank much anymore. He'd be a good guest to have on sometime here. Yeah, man, so. he's bu- he's busy with his uh, hemp harvest. Man, he's got acres and acres of hemp out there. Man, so I think he's working right now. But yeah, I can get I can get with him. I think Maestro might know the answer to this too. I think he's done some breeding. So that's why that's why we make each one of these a post. Man, this is that. DudeGrows.com, grow-room-cleanup-question, man. We have to, we have to fix that. <laughs> or just go to this episode, and you'll you'll see all the questions and ways to comment on them yourself if you want. Deal. Yeah, definitely, go, man. Go hang out. And that all being said, uh, comment on the site, guys. We always like it, if even if it's something, you know, hey, what's up with this? We've been getting some membership questions. I think I'm getting most of those straightened out for people. The bottom line is nine ninety five a month gets you access to everything. Some people are four twenty uh, donators, and I say you know you come in with a uh, there's a one time donation option. I think it's forty two dollars that pops up or something. Um, any of those, man. If you guys are hooking it up, let me know. We're trying to what we got our you know our stash bag going on now. I got optic foliar. Um, we got some other things, and we're gonna come up with another can fan giveaway because we got definitely a grip of can fans. And I'm sure when Canna Man comes in, we can, you know, figure out a can of giveaway. So I want to figure out ways to give back to the members. And you guys, that's what's making the show run. Don't forget, you know, we're probably, I don't know what a month on expenses between operating, you know, the site and the multiple channels. You got to be everywhere. So you pay a little bit to be everywhere as far as iTunes and players and yada, yada. So appreciate it for everybody. Uh, See, come hook up tomorrow if you guys are in Colorado Springs area. We'll be there noon, Colorado Springs, way to grow. Probably be hanging out most of the rest of the day. So... Yeah, Let us man. know what you guys got growing on. Come in and hook up with some uh, recharge samples. You got it, man. Let's do it. Let's have some fun tomorrow. Let's get high. Or I'm gonna get high with at least right, or at least right. six people, man. Max twelve people. All right, man. Twelve diff- different DGC got to show up, man. We'll be back Wednesday with a little bit of everything, but as uh, promised, I'm, we're gonna do some hydro talk for what's growing on. And Scotty used to be little deep water culture guy that uh i shouldn't say little but yeah you kind of tuned into getting me growing and i that's the first thing i got into was a ebb and flow and then i went to water farms and then i modified water farms and then i was like screw all this dude i'm getting the best and i went to under current culture systems with like the massive piping and big containers and badass pumps and, and even by that I point like to- i started already having my doubts man right when, when when you were doing that i was like man i don't know there's got to be an easier way man yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, there is, but let's discuss it. I'm not anti-hydro by any means. I like water. I'm not either. I'm thinking of a hybrid system, man. A little <laughs> hybrid, you know, a little water underneath, man. There's something really attractive about, uh, you know, when you do the, like, the octopot system. Man, that thing does work. And, I mean, it does, you, you look at the bottom underneath those things, and you got some big old roots underneath them. You're like, wow, man. And it's completely passive. That's what's so cool about those things. And they're just all passive hydroponics, man. Dr. Cracky, man. I'm going to have to read up on him, man. 
because uh, I think I actually just put a post out called Passive Hydroponic Systems. And there's tons of people that are growing. I mean, they're not growing wheat out of it, but they're growing tomatoes and, you know, huge cucumbers, things, you know, plants that have a similar life cycle and bear fruit and bear a shitload of fruit. And uh, these guys are kicking ass, you know, growing in a garbage can. The one was like, I think the Dr. Cracky method was like, uh, take a 30-gallon garbage can and fill it up with nutrient solution and... Uh, when it's done, it's done. Once it drinks the 30 gallons, you should already have your harvest by then. I was like, holy fuck, it don't get any easier than that, man. And this shit works. No. All right, man. Well, with that being said, working, I'm going to put it in a bag, man. Get ready to go do some, uh, hopefully hop on a bike here and uh, have an afternoon. Catch you guys Wednesday. And I will see you tomorrow, Scotty. Hey, take her easy, dude.